0: To New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. Hallelujah. God is so good and He has so much for us. And you know, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I wonder what where would we be without Him? What where would I have been in life without Him? Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. That part of his family and can live his adventurous life. Hallelujah. Seeing his work spreading out. Seeing people coming to Jesus and life changed. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I'm very excited. Very excited. And, um, well, i you know, every time, every time you think, You you know, think about what am I going to share in God, you know? It's all about His grace. That's where it always, you just end up. It's all about grace from different angles. Hallelujah. (laughs) So today I'm going to talk about grace and faith. You know, when people open their Bible and they don't really know a lot, when they don't know about God's grace, they often come across a whole lot of scriptures that make them discouraged. Or it made them, you're like, I'm not good enough. Or I don't like this. And then, wow, I'm definitely not measuring up. You know, and I'm going to mention a couple of these scriptures for you today. One scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, you know, you read that in the midst of reading about Abraham and all these Men that lived in the old days and what they did and then comes, oh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you feel like, I totally don't measure up. I totally not pleasing God because I'm nothing like them. And you you say, you know, yeah, I I guess I'm not pleasing God. You know, and then you might read another place that, oh, without being righteous, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. And you look at yourself and you know, yeah, I guess I'm not qualifying because what I've done today or what I've done lately, I'm it up to. That's not much of, you know, righteous acts. But, you know, you, we can be discouraged when we don't know, <laughs> when we <you> don't know <laughs> about God's grace and what God has given us in Jesus Christ. Because, you know, they, that was the dilemma that many have. The, you know, they, they think they're not good enough. They think they don't measure up. They think they don't have what God requires. But then there are some good news. Amen. And one of the good news is that we do have faith. The Bible says that God has given us a measure of faith. One translation actually says the measure of faith. (laughs) And you know, when God has something and he gives us something. You know, if I want to give you something, I won't take my lean stuff and give to you right? That would not be, you know, good. So, oh yeah, I'm going to treat you. And then I go into her wallet and I take money to treat you or something. That's not how it works. If I say, I'm going to give you something, I'll take what from what I have to give to you, right? So when God gives you his gift, no, he, when he gives you faith, I mean, it's his faith that he gives you. Amen. <laughs> so when you read and you say, he has given each one of us a measure of faith, You also know it's God's kind of faith that you have been given. And the Bible talks about that, that we live of the the faith of the Son. His kind of faith has been given to us. Each one of us, we do have a measure. So next time when you read that scripture, without faith it's impossible to please God. You can say, I please God because He has given me faith. So I have faith. I can please God. (laughs) Oh! And then when you say, oh, you have to be righteous to enter the kingdom of God. Let's see what the Bible says about that. In Romans um, Philippians no in Romans 5:17 it says much more those who receive abundance of grace and their gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You know, he has given us righteousness as well. Righteousness Hallelujah. He made you right with him. We have a right standing before God. Hallelujah. It's all a gift from God. So when you read next time, oh, we can enter into God's kingdom without being righteous. (laughs) I can enter because I am righteous. I'm made righteous in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he has given you his righteousness. Because again, if God gives us righteousness, What kind of righteousness does he give? The one that he has. Because he can't give what he doesn't have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we have faith. We are made righteous. And it's all a gift from God. It says, by grace, you are saved through faith. And it's not of yourself. It's a gift. It's a gift. Gift. undeserved." Freely given to you. <laughs> so every time when you read in the Bible something that, uh, you know, just know, even though you don't see it all at once, it's a provision for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's all by God's grace, God's unmerited favor, undeserved, freely given to you. Nothing you can do to earn it. Everything from God is free. Jesus paid a high price. Yes. But for us, it's free. It's just to receive. Hallelujah. Grace. It's all about God's grace. By grace, he gave us faith. By grace, he made us righteous. Hallelujah. 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 And you know, grace came through Jesus. In John 1:17, it says, For the law was given through Moses... But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace came with Jesus. Grace came, came. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, you know, there is so much here. And if you start to read in the new Testament and see how many times grace is mentioned, how many times it's mentioned that we have been made righteous and that Jesus is our righteousness. God gave us his faith. You will just, it's, it's everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> it's everywhere so I mean God really wants us to get it it's not just mentioned once or twice or you know in a little you know corner no it's shouted loud because he wants us to get it so next one faith is a gift given to us in Jesus righteousness is a gift given to us in Jesus Grace is a gift given to us in Jesus. Hallelujah. Nothing we can boast about. It's all freely given by him. By his grace, God has given us everything in Jesus, he says. In Romans 8.32. Hallelujah. He who didn't spare his own son. the, The dearest that he had. You know? How much? You know, then he will hold back everything else. I gave you the best and then every. No, God is not like that. He gave everything in him. When he gave the best, of course, he would give everything else. Amen. That's our God. And all God's promises is answered yes in Jesus. Amen. Everything you have in Jesus. You know, I'm in the new covenant. Hallelujah for the new covenant. Oh, I'm so glad I'm live today. I'm so glad I'm not. You know, lived 3,000 years ago or something. Oh, I lie today. Hallelujah. And you know, in the new covenant, God doesn't require anything from us that he doesn't also give us. So when he says, you have to believe, you have to have faith, he gives us faith. Hallelujah. He says, you have to be righteous. And he gives us righteousness. And he says, you know, to love me, he says, you know, And he gives us his love, pouring it out in our hearts. Hallelujah. Everything that he asks from us, he first gives to us. So what is our, you know, we just receive it. Hallelujah. Oh, what a life in Jesus. Hallelujah. So now we will look a little how to see all the things that God has given to us in Jesus Christ. How to see it. Operating in our life. Hallelujah. Yes. Faith and grace operate together. Faith and grace go together. And it's both given by God. Freely given to us as gifts from heaven. You receive everything from God by grace through faith. We can read in Romans 4.16. Yes. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. By grace, through faith, it is of faith that it may be according to grace. So grace and faith go together. There are many scriptures saying that. So grace and faith, they cannot be separated Grace and faith go together. So also we just read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. By grace through faith we are saved. By grace through faith we are saved. But you know that word saved. What does that mean? It's more than a ticket to heaven one day. (laughs) Saved means healed, restored, delivered, protected, prosperous, whole, complete. Everything. By grace through faith. So we can say, by grace through faith, we are healed. By grace through faith, we are restored. By grace through faith, delivered. By grace through faith, righteous. By grace through faith, prosperous. By grace through faith, made complete and whole. Everything by grace through faith. Hallelujah. And it's just like faith. Faith just receives everything that grace offers. Okay, let me do this illustration. We came here Thursday. And Friday, there was they were served in the Life Center a beautiful, beautiful lunch buffet. <laughs> Native Filipino style. So yummy. And, and the decoration and the table setting, it was beautiful. The food was so yummy. Oh, wow. So good. I, I've really gained weight these days. That's why I'm wearing loose fit today. <laughs> Anyway, the food was good. It looked so delicious. And I went up to, to, you know, to put all this food on my plate and to sit down. And then, of course, there was sauce and, you know, all that. And I needed, of course, a spoon, fork, something to use to eat it. And I was just sitting there looking at my plate because I couldn't find a fork and a spoon. And then I realized I had it because it was inside. (laughs) This beautiful, you know, table napkin. It was already given to me. All I had to do is to open up, take it, and use it. <laughs> so in the same way, faith is given to you. Just use it and partake of God's grace. Just eat it. Take it. Receive it. Amen? So look, take, think about that next time you eat. <laughs> this is how faith works. You just take what is given to you. It's already there provided for you. You have it. Either you know it or not. Because I had it all the time, but I didn't know it right away that I had fork and spoon. But when I realized, oh, I just used it. So it's about realizing what you have. See what you have. Given to you freely as a gift from heaven, from God. Amen? Amen. And the Bible says that the righteous, the just shall live by faith in Romans 1.17. The just shall live by faith. Ha, oh, that is easy. We are made righteous. We are just. And we can just live by the faith he has given us. That's not a hard life. It's just using, living what he has given us already. Hallelujah. So we live by God's kind of faith. God's kind of faith. The faith of Jesus Christ given to us that's what we live by hallelujah amen and and this kind of life to to live that life it's it's all about god's grace grace god's grace is so deep we heard that in the jesus festival yesterday that pastor Giselle was just saying that well you're in the water and he's a diver and just me too. So I, I know how this work. You're in the water and sometimes it's so deep you can't see the bottom. And then you're so deep that you can't even see there. And you can't see anything around. It's just like, ah, oh, sinking in God's grace. Hallelujah. It's, it cannot be measured. It's always deeper. It's always more. Always wider. Covers everything. Wow, it's so good. Amen. You know... JB, are you here? Can you help me? You know, this is JB. He's our guitarist in Hong Kong. So, give him a hand. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, uh, grace, grace, yeah, you can just stand here a little. You know, grace makes faith flourish. We're going to look at that. For the rest of this time. But you know, grace makes faith flourish. Hallelujah. But the law and you know religion keeps faith in bondage. And in, in Galatians five, four, four, six, it says that you know, we used to be slaves under the law, but now we are free, we are sons of the highest king. Hallelujah. A king is free. A king rule and reign. A slave just follow orders and are in bondage. And so also, you know, our faith is free under grace. Our faith is in bondage under the law. You know, as when you have received Jesus in your life, we have already stated that you have faith freely given to you. Measure of faith given to you as a child of God. It belongs to you. It's yours already. You have it. But you know, if you are there and it's all about law and religion around you, you know, what happened to this faith? Can you? Faith gets paralyzed. (laughs) Look at J.B. No, he's paralyzed. He's just laying there. He doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. He's just laying there. Just like paralyzed. Can't do anything. Just like. But I, I, I'll ask you. Is still. Is David still with us? Is he still here? Yeah. Yes. We all can see him. He's there. But is he. You know. Is he doing anything? Is he working? He's just there. But he's there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but you know. And our faith can be like that. Sometimes. We have it. It's there. But just like. It's just like, I don't, I can't do anything. I, I just like, you're just like laying there, but then comes the word of grace, the message of grace, Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ made you righteous. Jesus Christ doesn't hold anything against you anymore. You are free in Christ free to live. And you know, something start to happen. Faith starts to get alive. Faith rises up. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Because, hallelujah, we have faith. It's given to us. But, you know, it says faith comes by hearing. We hear, we flourish. When we hear grace, the message of grace, the word of Jesus, faith flourishes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's a lot of faith in this place. Just look at the Jesus festival we just had. Whoa. (laughs) It's about, you know, what we could dream about. But you know, so many people corporately going together. And I heard that almost 300 people were involved with helping. Wow, wow, wow. That's all of us putting the faith together. Oh, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. I heard some testimonies about how support and provision came in. You know, they didn't have all that when they started out, when they made the plans, when they hired the place and all that. Just said, oh, I see grace. I see God in this. Just follow what God puts in the heart. I see him as oh wow, you are my provider. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That activates the faith and you just act and you just move on. It's alive. It's a lot of you know jumping around faith in this <laughs> in this church. Hallelujah, just like we saw JB at the end here. So let's go to the to yeah, the next one. We're gonna talk about it for a while. What I like to call, you know, unconscious faith. <laughs> unconscious faith. What is that? Well, there are two famous stories in the Bible. And I guess many of you are well um, acquainted with this. But one we can find in Matthew 8. Story of this centurion. And he says, but speak a Word. You know this um, Centurion. He's a man of authority, and he comes to Jesus and tell him that, you know, my servant is sick. He needs to be healed. And then he, Jesus says, "Yes, I, I'll come to your house. I go with you." But this centurion says, "No, you know, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house, and I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house." But then he says, "But speak a word." But speak a word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he does. And unto another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he was like, whoa, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So Jesus called that great faith you know, here Can you just put yourself in this situation? You come to Jesus. You're like, the servant was really sick. <laughs> and, and Jesus says, okay, I'll come there. I'll go with you. What would you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come, let's run, Jesus. <laughs> but what did this man do? You don't have to come, Jesus. Just speak a word. That's how we measure Jesus' authority and how great Jesus was. Amen. And what happened here was that then Jesus said to this centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Hallelujah. And then let's move on to Matthew 15. Here we have another story of a woman. Coming to Jesus. You know, this woman, she had a daughter that was sick, demon-possessed. And she, she was coming after Jesus for her daughter to be healed. And she, she was shouting out, Jesus, you know, going after him. And the disciples were like, should we tell her to be quiet? <laughs> and, but she kept going and he said, approaching him. And he, but he answered her and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Because this woman was not a Jew. <laughs> and Jesus says, hey, you know, I was not sent for you. You know, she could be sad and said, okay, never mind. Sorry that I bother you and go home. But she didn't give up. She came after him because she knew this man is able to meet my need. But then what did she do? She came and worshipped him. esteemed him high. She worshipped him. Saying, Lord, help me. But then he answered again. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Means that, okay, now he's calling her a dog. First, you know, a human being he was not sent for. And now she's a little dog. You don't know no, she had a good reason to be offended. I said, well, I don't want to have anything to do with you. and run away, you know, something like that. But, you know, she said, did I hear you right? He, he actually called me a little dog. Yes, because the dogs, they have rights. The dogs get the crumbs from the table. Whoa. And she knew that, you know, I don't need a whole plate of food. The little crumbs is enough. Cause, you know, Jesus is so great that even a little, little, little crumb of what he gives is enough to heal my daughter. Wow. That's how she estimated Jesus. That's how great she saw that he was. Hallelujah. I just love this story. Hallelujah. And then, and then, you know, some, cause these are actually the only two that Jesus says has great faith. Great faith, he says. I have not found so so great faith in Israel. Because he says here to her. um, And she said, the little dogs, yeah. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So we see that Jesus said she had great faith. So both these two, Jesus said had great faith. And then only those two we find. That he says that about. And then we wonder, what is the common denominator here? (laughs) And people say, yeah, you know, looking at the centurion, he truly understood authority. And he understood Jesus' authority. Yes, he did. But what about this woman? She definitely did not understand authority. (laughs) She was coming after him. She didn't listen to those that had tried to stop her. She was a pushy, very pushy. So she didn't, you know, take no for no. So if she would have been really into authority, she would say, okay, sir, never mind, I bother you. And then some people say that. Well, if you're desperate enough, you will get what God has for you. If you're desperate enough in your approach of Jesus, you will get it. And then look at this woman. Yes, she was definitely desperate. She was coming after and shouting out, did, did whatever she could. She was desperate. But what about this centurion? You know, I kind of call it very opposite of desperate when you say that, Oh, Jesus, no need to come to my house. Just speak it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I love these two stories because they are so opposite. The one thing they had in common was that they were both Gentiles. None of them were under the law. <laughs> we just said, you know, we looked at J.B. and said that how the law paralyzed faith. And religion paralyzed faith. You know, these people didn't know that. They didn't know the law. They didn't know religion. And Jesus said, you have great faith. But, you know, I, I, I would like to, you know, read in the mind of these two people when Jesus said, you have great faith. Just picture this centurion. And Jesus says, I haven't found that great faith in Israel. And he would say, well, I know, Jesus. I know I have great faith. You are right. You saw it. That's good. And the Canaanite woman, great is your faith. Yes, I know, Jesus. I have such great faith. Do you think they thought like that? No. They were like, what did you say, Jesus? I I have great faith? What are you talking about? It's not my faith. What's that? (laughs) No, you are the one that is great. You are the one that is great. You are the one that did this. Jesus, you are the great one. So they just saw a great Jesus. And their faith was kind of unconscious. They didn't know they operated in faith. They just went after Jesus. They just saw Jesus. They just saw a great Jesus. That's all they pictured. Jesus, the great one. The one that is able to heal and do miracles. That's what, that was what they were focused on. Amen. Hallelujah. So, great faith is to see a great Jesus. And actually, in the, in the new covenant, if you look and you see, you can find that, you know, because Jesus talks about great faith or little faith or, or weak faith or something uh, like that. No, he just talks about faith. Because we have all been given a measure of faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> we all have great faith. We all have his faith. Hallelujah. But you know, faith becomes alive, produced, and active, productive. When we see grace, it wakens up just like JB. Whoa! Just like we have seen in the last days, or in the process, whole process of Jesus festival. Great faith in action effective, operating, alive, faith, in action. Hallelujah. God's faith in you guys, in action. But I I guess you haven't been thinking every day, oh, yeah, we have great faith for this now. Measuring your faith every day. Do we have faith for this? Do we have faith for that? No, no, no. It's all about what what, what he puts in your heart, and you just go for it. Hallelujah. Amen? It's all about the great Jesus. And you know, in them another story that is... Really cool. Is those guys when 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 they bring Jesus, their friend to Jesus? He, he can't walk, so they take the bed and they bring him to Jesus. He's paral- paralytic, and he can't walk. And then they came to come to the house, and oh, packed with people, they can't get through. What do they do? Up on the roof, digging a hole. And then Jesus, like I guess, like what's going on up there? Okay, never mind. And suddenly comes. Light shining through, you know, the sun comes through (laughs) and down comes a man. And you know, he got healed, and Jesus said, Forgive your sins and all that. And then he says, Your faith has made you well. (laughs) Again, I don't think they thought of that. I don't think they came to the house and said, What do we do? What does our faith say that we should do? You know, they were just like, Okay, Jesus is there. We're gonna get into Jesus. <laughs> no matter what it's gonna cost us, we might have to repair this house later, but that we don't care. And they just went for it. It was spontaneous. It was like what they had, they wanted to do. Their initiative. Because you know, faith is unique, faith is alive. And also, the woman with the issue of blood. I love her story. She just, oh, if I can just touch him. If I can just, little touch of Jesus. She had been sick for 12 years and she knew that if I just can touch him, I'll be made well. And you know, she was not even allowed to mingle with people. She was considered unclean. Stay away. I guess she really covered herself and and sneaked in and, you know, touched him. And she got her healing right away. But Jesus, you know, he could have said, well, I know something happened there, good for her, and then kept moving on. But he stopped and wondered, who touched me? And he exposed to all of them. But here came a woman. She broke the law. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) she considered Jesus higher. (laughs) She went after Jesus, forgot the law, went after Jesus, Mr. Grace himself. And she got her healing. Hallelujah. Oh, there are so many stories. So wonderful. So it's all about, all about the great Jesus. Hallelujah. And they didn't examine themselves. They didn't consider, am I good enough? Do I have faith enough? You know, I was in in a meeting where kind of a healing service. And the preacher, he preached so well. He, he painted P- Jesus before people's eyes and told stories upon stories about Jesus healing people in the Bible. And then he, he was about to pray for people. And then he said, okay, so do you have faith to receive? Ask yourself, do you have faith? Uh, exactly. Do you have faith to receive from Jesus? And it was just like a bucket of cold water was put out of the whole congregation. Just like people walking, walking up. First it was all about Jesus. And suddenly the finger was pointed to, to them. And people were like, do I have faith? And then when you think, do I have faith? It's more like, okay. Maybe maybe I don't have. Because why should I have faith? I, I'm not good enough. And suddenly it was all turned into, you know, self-conscious instead of Jesus-conscious. Or like, Conscious faith, (laughs) if I can use a word like that. You know, because it's all about him. So it it wasn't much happening after that. It was just like, "Boo!" people woke up and then uh, totally different focus. Because it's all about the great Jesus. Hallelujah. So we will finish with, with this one, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. You know, You know it's so much in there, but in in um, Hebrews, whole letter, a book of Hebrew, it's all about you know the old and the new, the old covenant and the new covenant, telling how it was and how it is now. That everything is better now, everything is better now. And then we come to chapter eleven, and we hear great testimonies about you know men of faith, but none of them lived in the new covenant. And it goes on, and it says that, but all these guys. They die before they could see the promise. And then he says, because, you know, had to wait for us for something better. And we just said that faith came with Jesus. And then we read chapter 12, 1 and 2. He says, run your race. You know, we have a crowd of witnesses. These, these guys from the old days, they are all cheering us on. So let's run with endurance. The, the race that he has set before us. And then comes the whole answer. We do this by looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, that's our faith. Faith is better now. (laughs) Faith is Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Wow. So, you know, when you look at what they did, whoa, what about us that have the Jesus, kind of faith inside of us in the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How much more? How much greater? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Hallelujah. So we have better now. Everything is better now. God given faith poured out into our hearts. You know, when um, Abraham lived, and all those guys we we'll read about in chapter 11, they were living at, you know, crosses in the middle. They were here on this side of the cross. They saw towards what would come. They believed in it. They've heard about it. And they put their faith into that and they believed in that. So they saw a lot of great things happen. But we, we are living on this side of the cross. It has already happened. It's a done deal. So our faith (laughs) is already at this side of the cross. We believe in something that is a done deal. The finished work at the cross. And the faith of God is delivered and brought to us. Given as a free gift. What a life to live. So it's just like taking up the spoon and the fork. And tap into everything that God has for us. Eat it, chew it, enjoy it. And try new things. You know, the last few days, I've tried so many great new things. (laughs) But I'm always using the same fork and spoon. (laughs) Using it, using it, and partaking all that God has. You know, so just use the faith already given to you. And just let like it flourish and bloom by feeding on the grace of God, the gospel of grace, Jesus Christ, and you will just find yourself just like faith—it's jumping around like we saw JB did, and you know, just like you—you—you you, you do for the Jesus Festival. It just—just be faith jumping around, seeing God's grace, tapping into out everything that God has for you, has for you. It's awesome. And I can't wait to see what next year is going to be. <laughs> but before that, whoa, you have so much. There is so much grace laid out for you. Wow, 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 wow. I'm so excited to follow you, to see what God is doing. See how you just, you, you just grab it. You just go for it. With this unconscious faith just flowing and operating. Just seeing Him. Looking at Jesus, Mr. Grace. Amen? Hallelujah. That's it. So, thank you. Good to be with you. <laughs> so, love you all.
1: <laughs> wow, that was such an awesome message. Amen? I mean, really, that's, that's the kind of life we live. I mean, really, when we are under the grace of God, everything is a flow. Nothing is forced. You know, we learn to live life just trusting in Him. And you know what? Sometimes when things don't work together the way we think we should, we trust that God is still doing a work in us. We still that God is orchestrating things. Amen. Because He's the smart one. So, you know, let's appreciate Pastor Ellen right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome word. Well, you know, with that, you know, she said something really powerful. Is that when you see Jesus in His grace, and He's such this great, great Jesus... You can't help but walk in faith. You can't help but have this unconscious faith. And God sees you in faith when you look to Jesus in his grace. And even if we, and that was just so amazing to me because it's true that we really sometimes think that we have to manufacture faith, but we don't have to. All we need to do is to look to Jesus. Amen. Well, in this place, I'd like for you to respond to that. I know with this wonderful message today that you saw Jesus, that you saw how great he was, that you saw how much he loves you, that you saw what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. And I want to give an opportunity for some people in this place to respond to that love, to to respond to that kind of a seeing. See, uh, Jesus has so many wonderful, good plans for us. I love it that, you know, uh, Ellen was saying she tried so many different new things and I know that in Christ, God has so many different, new, wonderful adventures for all of you. He wants you to walk in all that he has planned for you. And so I believe that today you saw Jesus. And, and this is what I want to do. I want to address those who maybe have not received Jesus into their hearts as their Lord and Savior. Maybe you haven't made that decision to trust wholly in Jesus alone. Maybe you thought that. Oh there's some things that I can do on my own. And I, I really need, don't need Jesus to help me. But with what you see. I mean if we're going to be walking. In the miraculous. We need to see Jesus. We need to have that connection. And that relationship with him. And so I want to give some people here. An opportunity to do just that. I know that we saw Jesus today. In all his wonderful beauty. And today I know that because of that. There is faith in your heart to receive him. You've never made that decision. You've never stepped out to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, today is the day of your salvation. And so maybe in your heart you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want to receive. I want Jesus Christ to be so real to me today. I see him in all his grace. I see him in all his beauty. Pastor, that's me. I want to receive. Well, if that's you right now, I want to lead you in a prayer. To receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Congregation, you know what to do. We're all going to pray this prayer with those who are going to receive it for the first time. So just repeat this prayer after me right now. And for those of you who are praying it for the first time, just pray this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for sending a beautiful Jesus to pour out his love on us. Today... I saw his grace. And today I want to respond to that. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I receive everything that you have paid for on the cross of Calvary. I receive the forgiveness of all of my sin. I receive your love. I receive eternal life. I receive wholeness for my body. Thank you, Jesus, that this is made available to me. And I choose to receive it today. Today, I am a new creation in Christ. I am righteous. I am holy. As you are, so am I on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at
0: newlifethefort.com.